What's shaking, everybody? This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is, of course, brought to you by Pacific Coast Golf Guide, the golfer's number one resource for learning information about every single golf course on the Pacific Coast. Pick up a complimentary copy of Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine near you uh, beginning at the end of January 2019. You're going to be able to find information on every golf course in California, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. And the best part, it is completely free. Golf Guide is available at over 1,400 different locations across five states, allowing you to be able to find the golf you need. Visit them online at golfguide.net, and don't forget to pick up a copy of Pacific Coast Golf Guide. All right, everybody, let's get to the podcast. Hello again, everybody. It is very nice to be back with you. Uh, Kyle Serlo here. And, you know, even though this podcast is usually a pretty tight, concise little affair, uh, we're we're really going to double down on that today. Um, It it is a holiday week, so I'm not going to waste too much of your guys' time. But I know there's going to be a few moments maybe on Thanksgiving Day where you got to get away from the family or the wife or the girlfriend. And you just you just need a little, you know, a little shot of golf. You know, just just something golf-related to get you through the day, and that is why I am here. Uh, I am recording this podcast in lovely Santa Rosa, California. I've uh, gotten away from the smoke uh, that is, you know, surrounding Butte County with uh, all of the, the terrible fires up there, but I'm here. I'm ready to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family tomorrow, and uh, as some of you listening to this podcast no doubt, you know, already know, I'm getting ready to head to Bandon fucking Dunes on Friday. That is right, our annual uh, trip to Bandon Dunes. Uh, me and you know, 27 of my closest friends are uh, going to be heading up to America's number one golf destination uh, for a little five-day soiree. So we're going to have an excellent time. And this actually seems like a pretty appropriate time to, uh, uh, to break the news that in 2019, me, your, your podcast host, Kyle Serlo, is going to be hosting a Bandon Dunes trip that is open to you the podcast listener. That is right. I am going to be having, uh, through Golf Guide, we are going to be hosting a, uh, a four to five day long Bandon Dunes trip that anybody is welcome to come and attend. It includes four days of golf at four of America's best golf courses, as well as, you know, some nice swag and some good company and no doubt a lot of libations. So be on the lookout for that uh, as soon as Golf Guide's new website launches later this year, uh, hopefully in the next four to five weeks, um, you're going to be able to find information on that event and uh, be able to sign up directly through the website. So I will uh, I will make sure to remind all of you of that uh, when the time comes. But just, you know, if you're listening to this, be jealous. You know, I, I'm going to be in Bandon Dunes all weekend. Rain, shine, it just doesn't matter. Anybody who's been to Bandon Dunes knows that the weather is secondary. The f- just being there, regardless of what the conditions are like, is one of the most amazing feelings and experiences there are in American golf. So very, very excited. Any of you boys listening that are going to be joining me this weekend, just know I am ready, very ready. Uh, picking up a couple racks of uh, beers, a couple a case of Pliny for uh, for everybody. So feeling pretty good about that. So also very excited for any of you listening that have not been on this trip with us before to possibly join us next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So um, the only thing I'm really going to be talking about today in this kind of tight 
uh, little podcast is, of course, the, the thing that the entire golf world is actually s- kind of surprisingly talking about, and that is this uh, match, the Capital One match between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Um, you know, d- despite me thinking that I probably was going to skip it, um, you know, I the more I read about it and the more I think about it, the more interested I think I am in, in checking this out and seeing what's going on. Now, granted, I am not going to be, you know, at Banner Dunes while this is going on. So the, the idea of sitting in a, in a room and watching golf when I have all this spectacular golf out there to be playing means that I'm probably not going to be catching any of the match um, until maybe 4.30 in the afternoon. Who knows if it's still going to be going on by that point, but it certainly doesn't mean that I'm not going to be placing a few gentlemanly wagers uh, on this thing because there's just there, it, it is going to be fascinating and I, if it wasn't a pay-per-view event I would actually record this thing because you know even you have to watch it live for the betting but just the actual drama and the theater watching these two guys go back and forth and watching Phil uh, no doubt try to play mind games with Tiger for three to four hours is going to be what I think pretty compelling television um, and it should be a lot of fun to watch and just kind of see how Tiger reacts as Phil just tries to bait him over and over and over again um, into things that he maybe doesn't want to do. Uh, it's certainly going to be fascinating to see if, you know, with all the side bets that are going to be going on between these guys, if there's ever going to be one point in the match where Phil throws a side bet out there that is for a amount, you know, for an amount of money that actually genuinely makes Tiger Woods feel uncomfortable. Um, and it's, you know, that the, the mind games really is what I'm most fascinated about. Certainly, it's going to be great to see Shadow Creek, which, by the way, I apologize to all of you guys. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I think I referred to Shadow Creek as Shadow Lakes like five different times in last week's podcast. I'm an idiot. You know, don't don't, don't worry about me. You, that, that, you guys listen to this podcast because you don't want anything too serious. So anyway, Shadow Creek, the Tom Fazio design is going to be absolutely fantastic. It should be beautiful. While so much of the country is going to be doused in terrible, you know, late November weather, you're going to get to watch these guys play a spectacularly maintained, beautifully manicured golf course in the desert with great weather. Um, There's still not going to be that many fans, if any fans at all, so that's kind of going to suck. Um, But it still does not take away from the fact that this should be a pretty fascinating thing to watch, if not for the great golf, at least from, uh, you know, from a psychiatric standpoint, it should be really, really good because... We obviously know these guys are at least 10 years past their primes, each of them. Um, but, I mean, shit, both of them won an event on tour this year. So that they're still very, very capable golfers. And uh, because they're playing match play, which, of course, is is the gambler's game for golf. I mean, if you're going to be gambling at all, uh, match play is just so much better than, than stroke play. So um, I, I don't think it's really going to matter if these guys end up going out and, you know, if you're keeping track of all their strokes, they end up shooting, like, even because it's match play, I'm not really sure it matters. Um, so it should, anyway, it should be a lot of fun. I know uh, in the Tuesday morning press, that was a Tuesday morning. I'm just going to say Tuesday. In the Tuesday press conference, where the two of them are in there and talking a little bit of shit with one another, it was pretty obvious which one is uh, more vocally comfortable in terms of talking shit, making wagers, and that's obviously Phil Mickelson. Uh, I think, you know, Phil did about 75% of the talking at the presser. Um, he, you know, as, as you guys, you know, undoubtedly already know, uh, baited Tiger into, uh, what was initially a hundred thousand dollar bet that Phil was going to make a birdie on the first hole. And then Tiger kind of looking like, I don't know if I really want to take it. Just 
whips his fucking dill out and just says, why don't we double it? Um, which is just fantastic. So they got $200 riding, or $200,000, excuse me, riding on whether or not Phil is going to make a birdie on the first hole. And I have a pretty good feeling that kind of wagers sort of like that are going to be taking place throughout the match. And again, I think that is going to be the most fascinating aspect of this is just all of the side games because obviously the $9 million purse, it's not their money. Uh, whoever wins is probably going to be donating most of it to charity, which obviously they should. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's the mind games. It, it's it's the match within the match that I'm fascinated to see. Um, and so that's going to be a lot of fun. But, but I'm also sure that uh, many of you listening to this podcast um, also feel somewhat conflicted about this event, just as I have for large portions of the last couple of months since uh, it was announced that this was going to be taking place. And that's because, in fact, the stakes are low. You know, that they're not putting up their own money. Um, but again, I don't know if that really matters. I mean, it's the game within the game is what I want to be looking at. So that's how I've kind of dealt with that little thing. You know, throughout the last 20 years, Tiger and Phil haven't really been friends. You know, I mean, they, they've definitely been rivals, but it's it's shocking how many times in their careers they've really been going head-to-head on Sunday at a tournament. Um, I'm still not really convinced Tiger Woods even likes Phil Mickelson all that much, and I'm also not sure that Phil Mickelson really likes Tiger Woods all that much. Um, but for the sake of this event, they're pretending to be chummy, which I don't know how I feel. If they just had open, you know, if they were just openly spiteful of each other, that might make for better television, but, you know, in America in 2018, probably the last thing that we need is more adversarial kind of, you know, people getting angry and, you know, not liking each other. So the, the fact that they're being chummy, I'm actually kind of okay with. Um, another thing that's a little weird, and this is actually I got from a, a Michael Bamberger article on golf.com um, where he was talking kind of about the, the match and how he feels. And, you know, it was kind of interesting how I, I think it was he was referencing a Michael Douglas interview kind of about the transition of going from television, uh, a television actor, to a movie actor. And, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, it's really weird because you go from being on television where people are just watching you and now we're thinking about it to the fact where you're, you're going to movies and people are paying to see you. And it's a little odd because since this is a pay-per-view event, now granted, it's not a Floyd Mayweather fight where they're asking you for 100 bucks. I mean, it's it's $20. Um, but it is a little interesting that they're going to ask us to kind of get the credit card out right up front. I still don't know how I feel about this being a pay-per-view event. However, you know, given the fact that, you know, it's it's pay-per-view, they can curse, which there's actually a prop bet I'm going to bring up in a little bit here. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a little more free to kind of just do their thing. And who knows, maybe this might turn out to be a great thing. I think a lot of the people and the promoters that are putting this event together are very curious to see if this format is actually going to work because if it turns out to be a huge success... Uh, you can no doubt expect that this same format, this same kind of match thing is going to be going on again. And whether it's between Tiger and Phil or maybe they bring somebody else into it, uh, who knows? But it's going to be fascinating to see if this format works. And, and then the last little thing that people are a little bit conflicted about is, um, you know, every time we see these guys in the PGA Tour, they're in the heat of competition. And while this is certainly is a competitive affair between two, you know, titans of golf, um, you know, first and foremost, this is kind of an entertainment thing. I mean, it's pay-per-view. It's it's supposed to be entertainment and competition, but the entertainment aspect of it is going to be emphasized so much more than the competition in terms of how people digest this thing and how they enjoy it. Um, that it's just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So, anyway, there's enough of this thing to be, you know, let, let's just get down to brass tacks. Who the hell is going to win this thing? Um, 
Tiger Woods is favored. Uh, I think he's minus 220, so basically 2-1, to one, Tiger's favored. But, you know, the thing about this is I'm just, I'm kind of leaning towards Phil because, again, this is a match play event that is supposed to really emphasize and encourage a lot of gambling. And if there is one thing that we all know that any of us golf fans are aware of, is that Phil Mickelson loves to fucking gamble. I mean, I'm sure you, I know I've heard plenty of Phil, you know, Phil gambling stories over the year, most of which are excellent. Um, you know, I mean, if you guys haven't heard the voicemail of Phil, you know, talking about how he wants to take Charlie Hoffman and a playing partner for some serious cash, it, it's one of the best things that you'll ever hear. So I, 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 if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to go listen to that. I did also just see that Golf.com actually has a little article they put up with you know, some of their favorite uh, Phil Mickelson gambling stories where if you guys have not, um, you know, my personal favorite, it was actually included in there, it was a Jason Sobel story about Phil Mickelson inviting everybody to like a Buffalo Wild Wings and then, you know, getting every, you know, baiting everybody into betting, you know, on one side of like an undercard of a Floyd Mayweather fight and he just ends up fleecing everybody winning like 3000 bucks and then just walking up. <laughs> it just, it's so good. Um, and there's a great Keegan Bradley story in there that you guys have to read as well. And it really kind of illustrates that Phil understands gambling. He understands the mind games and how to really fuck with people to kind of get them in their own head. Now, whether or not that's going to work on Tiger Woods is, again, it's one of those, you know, the match within the match things that I keep referencing that is going to be very fascinating to watch and see if Tiger is going to take the bait. Um, You know, if this was just a regular, you know, stroke play event where they're going head-to-head for $9 million, I think I, you know, I would feel very confident about taking Tiger Woods. But the fact that the format allows for them to be openly talking shit to each other, gambling with one another, you know, um, and they're really going to be encouraging that kind of behavior. Despite Tiger's golf swing being better all of 2018, despite Tiger pretty much being the better golfer for the last 20 years, but especially in the last 12 months, um, you know, logic says that Tiger should win this thing. But just based on how much freedom Phil's going to have to try to go and just fuck with him and how unbelievably skilled he is as a sports gambler, it's really, really tough for me not to want to favor Phil in this thing. And so, you know, with Tiger being 2-1, to one, if you think Phil's going to win, there is some money to be had. And, and on top of that, the prop bets for this thing are pretty good. So Phil, as you uh, have already heard, is already, you know, $200,000. He's got two hundred grand on the line that he's going to birdie the first hole, but Phil missing the first fairway is at minus 110. That's excellent. If Phil does make birdie, wouldn't it only make sense that he's going to miss the fairway, make an unbelievable recovery shot? I mean, it is, after all, it is a short par four, uh, number one at Shadow Creek. So um, Phil missing the first fairway, minus 110. It's fantastic. Um, curse words. <laughs> this is great. 21 and a half is the over-under on curse words said by Phil and Tiger in this match. I'm going to take the under simply because Tiger is so trained to act a certain way in front of cameras. I don't think he's going to let his guard down uh, and start dropping a bunch of F-bombs. Let's see, another over-under. This one actually seemed like the most ridiculous one of them all. The over-under on Tiger club twirls. I mean, the whole thing, the tour sauce, uh, was, was, you know, named after... Three and a half club twirls from Tiger. Dude, put it in the bank. If you do not just hammer the over on three and a half club twirls, you are doing something wrong. That that just seems, it all, that almost seems like they're trying to give money away. So at three and a half, um, dude, hammer the over as hard as you possibly can. That is absolutely the right move. 
Uh, let's go through a couple other prop bets they've got here. Uh, this is from an article that Kyle Porter put together on CBSSports.com. Uh, Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods hits the first fairway. Uh, no is at plus 140. Interesting. So they're thinking it's probably uh, pretty good that uh, Tiger's going to hit that first one here. Uh, when will the match be closed out? If you think this thing is going to make it all the way to the 18th hole, uh, minus 150, where if you think it's going to end on 17, they're going to give you 3-1 to one at plus 300. So if you can call what um, you know what hole this thing's going to end on, assuming that it doesn't make it to the 18th hole since they're playing match play, uh, there's some money to be made there as well. Um, I mean, shoot, if this thing is just an absolute route and somebody beats the other one on the whole 13th, on the 13th or 14th hole, you got plus 5,000 uh, for it ending on 13 or earlier and plus 2,500 if it ends on 14. So, you know, if it's a route, obviously that's not going to be very good for the viewer, but uh, if you're the gambler, that could be real nice. Um, let's see, which player will have the most birdies? Uh, Phil at minus 120, Tiger at minus 110, pretty much, you know, either or there. Uh, will there be a hole-in-one? Yes, at plus 550. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, I don't want any any bit of that. Although, I mean, if you're going to hit the no, you know, you only got to put down 10 bucks to win a dollar. Uh, the chances there's going to be a hole-in-one, unless they really fudge up one of the pins and put it in the little, you know, at the bottom of like a little funnel-type situation, which I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, the chance of someone, you know, either one of them getting a hole-in-one is so low. Uh, if you just want to find a way to guarantee yourself some money, you can go at minus 1,000 there. Um, how many times will Tiger press? Over 4.5 or under 4.5 minus 115. But how many times will Phil Mickelson press? Uh, and you know what You know, if Tiger makes something to, to press and push a hole, over 6.5 at minus 115, dude, all day long. Take that over on 6.5 presses for Phil. Um, <clears throat> and let's see here. Amount of... <laughs> Amount of the largest side bet, uh, over fifty thousand dollars at minus one fifteen, under fifty thousand minus one fifteen. They already have one for two hundred thousand dollars, so <laughs> I think the over there is a pretty safe, uh, a pretty safe bet. Um, and then let's see, the only other ones, the only other one that I have here is uh, how many side bets will there be? And the over under there is set at twelve and a half. So uh, if you are a gambler, this is going to be a ton of fun. If you're a golf fan. It's going to be a lot of fun, even if the golf is not exceptional in terms of its quality. Just to watch these two guys and how they interact with one each other should make for some really entertaining um, golf on TV. And so with that, I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoy the match. Uh, I hope you all send me good uh, good thoughts and hope for good weather up Abandon. Um it's going to be so awesome. I will be reporting back after the trip. I mean, I'm actually going to take my podcast gear up to Bannon with me, and I might even have a couple of those uh, a couple of those goons that I uh, enjoy spending so much time with maybe come on after a few uh, a few cocktails and see if they got anything to share with you that actually is, uh, you know, <laughs> publishable. <laughs> so with that, uh, everybody, thank you again. If you want to support our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, that, that's the best way, you know, that, that's... That is the biggest solid that you could do for me in this podcast. Leave us a nice review. Uh, and then other than that, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Thanksgiving, a lot to be thankful for. And until next time, mahalo. Mahalo.